Hey everybody, it's Bill from County Line Racing and you're listening to County Line Cars. Today I'm joined with Roger and we're going to be talking about the uh, car scene in the Pittsburgh area. Where it's been, where it is now, and probably where it's going. Stay tuned for the discussion. All right, Roger. So we've been talking about doing something like this for a little while now. Um, kind of getting rolling with our YouTube channel and whatnot, but podcast just seems like a good idea because we talk about this kind of stuff in the car or in the shop or whatever. And I just feel like, you know, we just record it, get it out there. And I think a lot of people are going to agree with us. Yeah, I feel the same way. I so, mean, it's going to be one of those things. I mean, we can finally start talking about this stuff. Yeah, I mean, okay, so pretty much to know where this podcast is headed, um, pretty much what happened with the Pittsburgh car scene, uh, no pun intended on the on the car group, um, where it was from whenever I really started to kind of get involved with it about four years ago to where it is, where it was then to where it is now. It, it's like if, if we rewind 2016, whenever I first got my, uh, my dart on the road and I really started to become a little bit more involved with the car scene here in Pittsburgh with me throwing car shows and drag racing and getting to know some of the per- different personalities from these car groups. Um, if I was to get in a time machine and jump forward to 2020, I wouldn't even recognize the scene, you know, now compared to then. I don't know. What do you think about that? Sorry about that. No, <laughs> my fuck, my cat's scratching at the door. That's podcast time. You got to oh. toss the cat outside. I'm about to. So, what I was saying was comparing uh, 2016 to now, the car scene's just completely changed. And I said, what do you think about that? Oh, dude, it's it's terrible now. I mean, even if you compare it, like, if you just look at last year, I mean, forget about this year and the coronavirus and all that going on. If you think about last year, the only big meet we had in the Pittsburgh area was the waterfront opening meet which was actually this day last year. I, I think I just saw something on Facebook about it. And it was so big that the police actually kicked us out of the waterfront, literally kicked us out, told PCS, don't come back. That's, that's pretty bad whenever you literally get kicked out of the waterfront. Yeah, and that was the second spot at the waterfront too because years before they had it at Dave & Buster's, but they moved right down the street right next to Steak and Shake because it was a bigger lot. But, yeah, we got we all got kicked out. It was like 8 o'clock, right as the, you know, abundance of people were there. And I, it just, ever since then, I mean, it kind of seems like nothing's been going on. No, and the thing is, so the, we're, we're going to rewind 2016. Pittsburgh was a really cool area for this kind of stuff because we had some of the most interesting venues for car meets like a parking garage meet like that's super cool like there was like stories and stories of just cars and i mean logistically speaking it it did cause it did cause some issues with exhaust fumes and stuff like that because you know a parking garage can maintain x amount of vehicles but all of those vehicles usually aren't running at the same time and they usually aren't running on race fuel so uh, I mean, there was definitely drawbacks, but 
you know, you had that, you had Dave and Buster's. Um, then you had all the lo- the local small meets, like, you know, three nights a week, there was a car meet. So no matter what schedule you worked, you could probably make it to one of them. So like one was the Sonic meet in Greensburg. Like that was just like a, I think that was Wednesday nights, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. So just like catch a Wednesday night, you get off work early. You want to just fire up the car and go, you know, talk to your buddies in a parking lot for a while and check out some rides. You, you had that option. And all these car meets that I'm mentioning slowly were either ruined or their venues taken away or for one reason or another, they're no longer around. I mean, essentially within a four year period, the car scene in Pittsburgh has completely died. Completely uh, yeah, died. literally. It's just, it's one of those things, like, between the fighting at the car meets, honestly, some places even, like, the drugs going around the car meets, stuff like that. And then the straight idiots ruining it. Like So much drama, venues. man. So much oh. Facebook drama. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was involved with a couple Facebook fights myself over a couple car meets. It's, just, it's ridiculous. I mean, look, we we hosted what what when was the Bizwash meets that we did? Was that 2016 oh, or 2017? That was 2017. So no, that was both 2016 and 17. Yeah, I think yeah, cuz the the big meet that we had was in 2017. We had like 240 some cars between oh, yeah. I think three different parking lots. And you know what? We never had an issue at any of our any of our car shows ever. And then you know, I did the Manesson one where I had like 200 some cars there where I got permission from the city to use city park and I didn't have any issues there. The thing is, is there's two factors to this is who's coming and who's running it. You know what I mean? Like people are only going to do what they can get away with. Yeah, very true. I mean, I don't know if you remember at that uh, big car meet you were talking about that you hosted the state police car that pulled up and actually popped his hood oh yeah thinking he was cool i that i mean that was awesome and then the manesson one that was more of a classic car show a lot of you know older people were there so i mean you know classic car shows i mean there's an abundance of those still around the pittsburgh area but for like the younger generation these you know the car meets i yeah i mean Meets Three, are more years ago, it was... than than anything. They're just kind of like park in a spot and pop your hood more than like a car show is like has a DJ playing oldies and hot dogs. For sale. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they're a little more yeah. organized with the way that they do them. So they are two different animals for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, car meets, they're fun there. They're, they're meant to be fun. They're meant for the younger generation that's into the cars like into the more tuner cars and not your old school carbureted 1970 something you know i mean typically i i agree with you and i disagree with you on that because typically that's what people our age is into because those are the cars of their era where they can just hop in turn the key bolt an exhaust on it there's not much mechanical there's not much of a mechanical um requirement for that where like if you have an old car it's very likely that unless you paid big money you're going to be working on that thing all the time so oh yeah different strokes for different folks yeah exactly and it seems like you know the younger people get the less they want to work on their car anyway so they're just going to take it to somewhere for them no. or someone else most, to work. most on guys it, you know? go to a dealership give me a payment and something fast and then they're happy like 
I'm not that. I mean, I have a new, I have a new challenger. I probably drive that car the least and I, it's not a bad car. I just, I get more of a throw. You can give me some like $1,500 hoopty Mopar and I could throw a small block in it and just have so much more fun tweaking it with junkyard performance parts. than you give me a brand new Hemi challenger and I'm just like, yeah, this is cool. But in all regards, it's actually kind of boring to me. So like I said, it's just different, different stuff for different people, but not to go too far in left field, but um, <laughs> I mean, we got way off there. Um, as far as like the car meets go, it's a younger generation, mostly tuner oriented. Cause that's what people our age is into. Yeah. And like I said, you know, rewind 2016 every day of the week, man, I was going to Walmart and, and, um, what was that? Uh, West, West Newton. Yeah. That was West Newton. No. Yeah. Walmart. It's green. It's Greensburg, but it's like considered West Newton, whatever. There's no West Newton. I I don't know, man. I'm not from Westmoreland County. Cut me a break. Anyway. So I'd go down there and there would be, there'd be meats there and they, they were pretty good. I used to do videos and stuff on them, but I'm telling you what killed the car scene was one drama. Just the, constant facebook fights i'll fight you i'll fight this person two is everybody decided to make a car club <laughs> yeah i'm serious like, everybody decided to make the worst car club was blacked out that oh, was they're the... still around too they still are, suck are, are they still a thing yeah i mean their instagram still shows them that that's got to be the worst car club i've ever seen in my life <laughs> I don't care. Like what, what, what's going to happen? I'm just being honest. I'm just saying out loud what other people say. I don't even remember what that kid's name was, but I mean, I, I think it was Nathan, uh, the uh, leader Bostetto or whatever. Yeah. He, uh, that car, I went up to him at a waterfront meet and he goes, yeah, this thing has about 400 horsepower and all it has is an intake and an exhaust. And it was an Elantra with a wrap. I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, hats off to the kid for being into cars. But at the same time, being into cars is a humbling experience. I, I'm pretty mechanically savvy, but I, by no stretch of the imagination, know how to do everything. And at the same time, I take my stuff for what it is. You know, I do not have the fastest street car in Pittsburgh. You know, I don't, I don't build my cars for other people. I build them for myself. But I refuse to lie blatantly lie about um about like my car's capability or whatever i just i don't i don't understand that and with him doing that he cast a bad light on himself and and his crew quote unquote that he was making so yeah the the fact of the matter is is that whenever you do that people are going to see you differently and that's kind of what that guy did and um I don't know. That was just a that was just a bad one. He was like, he was kissing <laughs> other car clubs' butt to try to get like promoted, essentially to try to ride the coattails of other people. And um, he would make meets, and they just they were always bad turnouts. From what I, remember. I actually went, I went to one of his meets. Mm. Well, I, I'm not saying I went to it. I what did I do? I, I had my truck. All I did was pull up to it saw about seven cars and i mean the nicest car there it was like a a late it was like a mid 2010s charger i'm like okay that's cool and i drove away because 
I'm like, seriously, like there's two Elantras here. There's, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't anything like they, they made it sound like it was going to be this big meet and I was just riding by anyway. I'm like, oh, I might as well go up and see if there's anything worth my while. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying worth my while. Like I'm this, this prude that has this like a hundred thousand dollar Hellcat or something sitting in the garage. I mean, I'm just like everybody else. I mean, I've, I built my 81 Dodge and, you know, I I do have a 2019 Charger now, but I mean, it's not I even like that. It. Like I can look like at a yeah. total piece of crap, but if some kid pulled this thing out of the woods, put a junkyard motor in it, got the thing running and it's his and it's, it, he's like, I can respect that. Like yeah. you don't have to have a fast car. Like if you're learning, learning about, you know, simple, um, you know, engine work and you're you're learning the ropes and i can completely oh yeah that's my mom's creepy clock in the background that, <laughs> that she got yeah I, I have to listen to that thing all the time every time the hour changes that thing goes off you want to talk about getting freaked out oh i can imagine Try waking up to that thing so <laughs> so um anyway this thing lasts forever <laughs> so anyway like i can completely respect my God, that is the longest song ever. I don't remember it being that long. You're usually sleeping at this point. I don't know, man. I'm a night owl. I'm usually up pretty late. Anyway, okay, <laughs> it's finally over. So, anyway. Um, <laughs> Basically, you're saying, you know, you you respect the build oh, when you 100%. see one. You could have a 17-second yeah. car. But if, yeah. if you're putting your heart and soul into it, that's what it's all about, man. Like, okay. I come from a slightly different background than other people. Like whenever I say a build, like, yeah, man, this is my build. This is what I'm doing. I don't mean I'm putting coilovers and a wrap on a car. I mean, I'm literally building the car from the ground up or, you know, you have guys that are like, they'll do a drivable build. Like they'll drive the car as they build it. You know, they'll, they'll put parts on as they're enjoying the car, which is fine too. But a build is not a wrap coilovers and an exhaust. That's not a build. That is a car with a wrap, coilovers, and exhaust. That's that's maybe, what, two afternoons worth of work plus whatever the wrap is. I don't know anything about that. But, I mean, even at that, let's say the wrap takes you four days to do. You know, I don't know anything about it, but let's just say it does. That's not a build, man. That's just a car that's wrapped, you know. I don't know. I, I, I think about things completely different than other people do, I guess. Or I just feel like I'm in awe whenever I hear that. No, nah, I wouldn't consider that a build either. I consider it uh, tasteless because nobody, you know, I'm I don't know how to tint, I don't know how to wrap, and a lot of people don't. They're just taking it to a shop and say, "Here you go." And an intake, a quarter intake to put on one of these newer cars. I mean, it takes five minutes. Yeah, I was gonna say that's <laughs> it, like, literally it, like if you're not mechanically inclined, that's a half hour. Yeah, and you know, and exhaust too. Exhaust, it, they make it so plain and simple now. It's just like exhaust can be a pain to seal, but yeah, I mean, we we put my Jeep's exhaust on in what, like an hour and a half. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it's I, just so cut and dry. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, I think the other end of it is, is that it was much simpler to build cars back in like the 70s and even the 80s than it is now. Even fuel injection was very rudimentary in the 80s. Like, you're looking at a very simplistic, kind of primitive even, setup of multi-point fuel injection, where now, like, you need a roadmap to work on cars. And to a degree, I don't really blame, you know, kids 
in dudes for not getting, you know, diving into that kind of thing. Cause you need to really know what you're doing. Like these dealerships send guys to school for weeks and weeks to learn how to work on these cars. And, you know, but at the same time, you know, that's the car you're picking. So if it doesn't turn out to be, you know, a quote unquote build, then don't complain because that's, that's what you wanted, you know? Yeah. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with driving a stock car, you know, listen, there's, like I said, everybody's got a different flavor for what they're into. I just don't, I just have no respect for dudes that are like, yeah, man, 400 horsepower. It's like, bro, it's a Cavalier. (laughs) What are you talking about, man? It's not 400 horsepower. So, and as far as like makes and models, I don't care what you're rocking as long as you're, as long as you're like not lying about it and stuff. So that's why I revisited that blacked out Pittsburgh was the worst car, the worst car club that I, that I ever encountered. And there was a couple other ones that were just kind of weird and random. Yeah. Like, um, very, very. <laughs> oh, there was a bunch of them that like, you know, it was every day you'd look on Facebook and bam, there's a new, there's a new car club out of nowhere. And then I'd say after that, what happened in Greensburg, a couple people got in a fight. So they're going to fight. So they're going to choose a car meet to do it at. And they essentially ruined it for everybody because they had to go there and fight is from what I gathered what happened there because I wasn't there that night. Yeah. So there goes Greensburg, Walmart. Um, I think Walmart got too big. Greensburg, Walmart, they kicked everybody out. There's actually signs that say, you know, no car shows as you enter the parking lot. I think it got way too big, so they moved it down to Buffalo Wild Wings, and that basically got – no one kicked us out, but it got ruined. But uh, same thing, drama, you know, all the BS, the drama fighting, you know. It, it just got – it got too much. Like, people just stopped coming because – it wasn't a car show anymore. It was a drama fest. And then it would just turn to Facebook fights and everything else. And, you know, that's why people just called it quits. I just find it hilarious how, like, dudes are like, this is my hobby. This is what I'm into. And somehow it involves their personal life to such a degree that they're, like, fighting each other over the <laughs> stupidest stuff, man. I'm like, man, can't we just, like, like eat some ice cream and talk about engines. Like, like whatever I go there, I'm like real laid back. I'm like, I just want to hang out, man. Like, I, I don't, I don't want any drama or I don't want to see any of that. Yeah, garbage, you know? And, and then uh, as far as like the one thing that, that was, that I don't think was really affected was like the racing scene. I think that that's still actually probably the only pure thing that's really left in, um, in the Pittsburgh area because like, I know that all squad, didn't they do their, uh, didn't they do a uh, grudgment day again or was it canceled? They, it was they canceled. Tried to. It, got, it got rained out. It got rained out. It, it kept every time they rescheduled, it kept getting rained and, out. And you know what? I don't blame them guys because I know what that's like, you know, you reschedule and then your, your rain day gets rained out. So, I mean, there's just nothing you can do about that. You're at the, you're at mother nature's disposal. Yeah, literally. But uh, I remember, I, I raced at, at their uh, – they rented out Keystone, man. They put on an awesome little event. They, that was – hats off to Grudge uh, – to um, 
All squad. All squad. Yeah, that that was pretty good. Um, yeah, that was a fun event. Yeah, I was a blast. Which you you won the Mopar class. I did. That That's year. probably why I had so much fun because I won fastest Mopar while I was there. That was awesome. And then I didn't even get announced until they had to like track me down. It was like two days later because <laughs> I guess like I had a time. I had a um a number on my windshield from racing the weekend before, and Keystone didn't erase it. So they just kept my number and I was like an unregistered racer. Like they had to dig through the cards or something to find me because like they weren't even like whenever I pulled up to the line, they didn't recognize my car number. Cause I guess the Keystone guy just like, I should have wiped it off. It was kind of my fault, but I did not even think about it. So like yeah. a day later, they're like, Hey Bill, you won fastest Mopar. I'm like, I did. <laughs> they're like, yeah. I was like, well, that's awesome. You know, but that was, that was a great event. And, they're talking about doing so. So I, 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 I'm sorry if, if you're listening. I don't remember what car group you're a part of, but it was on Pittsburgh's fastest uh, street-driven race cars. The you know like how they make the list for the year. Yeah. Well, they're talking about it was on there, I believe, and they're talking about doing like a mini drag week, like like driving from point A, you know, okay, like meeting at point A driving to the track doing x amount of passes and then you have to drive your car home and like i don't know if there's going to be like a reward or what what the deal is but it's like a little hundred mile mini drag week and i was like dude that is awesome like that is like i mean it's not original but it's like cool on a small scale locally that we could do that because a lot of people's cars that they go to race it it won't make it a hundred miles and that sounds bad but if you have a radical street car you're just just not a streetable car. Yeah, I mean that's that's where they draw the line, like between street and race car. You know, if you can't drive your car on the street without it breaking down after like ten miles, it's not a street car. Exactly. Yeah, I've seen some guys in drag week drive some really radical stuff, man, towing these little trailers and stuff. But people don't understand, like. Those guys, their cars are breaking constantly. Like they're pulling transmissions apart and rebuilding them, like in the pits. On a bench. Yeah. Like if that blew, if my transmission blew out of my car, I'm like, well, I'll get it back to the shop and I'll get around to it within the next three months. Like, like my car would be down for a while. These guys are pulling their stuff apart and, and dropping trans and pulling uh, clutch, clutch packs apart. You know, it's just, it's crazy, man. Yeah. It's like some next level stuff. So I thought that was pretty cool. You know, Keystone Raceway isn't going anywhere. You know, they, they got some cool events. And as far as like the people that seem to race, it, it okay, you know, I'll get your opinion on this. Tell me if I'm wrong. Doesn't it seem like the people who actually race are disconnected from car clubs and meets? Oh yeah. Like they have it they don't like they it. don't go to car meets. They're not a part of that scene at all. They're just you see them at the track. You know what I mean? Kind of keep them. Yeah, it themselves. seems like they don't care. They have like you know? a real small just... circle of dudes they chill with, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I hundred percent agree with you there. Yeah, because exactly. it's like they they would rather go to the track and see what their car does than pull up to this meet where everybody's just gonna talk crap on your car and think they're two liter dart is faster than it you know well the thing is too is i i love this yeah it'll it'll run tens it'll run nines i'm like yeah where's the time slip bud i'll see it when i believe it you know how many people that i've heard says that their car is gonna run this and i'm not trying to be arrogant i'm just saying like put your money where your mouth is like go go 
like run it on the track or I'll say, well, what's your fastest ET? Oh, well, I've never ran it yet. Well, then how do you know what it's going to run? You don't. Yeah. I've seen people with, I mean, horsepower doesn't equate to speed. I mean, as weird as that may sound, like I've seen dudes that have cars that should just absolutely run like crazy numbers and they don't because there's more to it than just horsepower. There's, you know, there's suspension, there's tires, there's, there's the driver, you know, there's a lot to it. People don't realize that. Yeah. You know, so I I don't know that, that always got me too. I just, I just kind of chuckle whenever I hear that. Oh, I've never run it. Okay. Well, I'll believe that whenever I see it. And I don't know. It's just people like that is, is the reason that, is the reason that um, pretty much our area has been decimated. Cause it, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't that dude in blue, you know who I'm talking about? Guy with YouTube channel. That dude in blue. Yeah. Didn't he go to one of PCS's meets? I don't know. I'm almost 99% sure that he did. And that was back in like 2017. And yeah. He did a car review while he was in Pittsburgh area. And he, yeah, I'm almost positive he went to a PCS meet. And it really showed, like, if you watched his video, you'd be like, dude, the car scene in Pittsburgh is off the hook. But it's not like that anymore. And <laughs> no. honestly, I think the best meets were the PCS meets. They were definitely the biggest. Oh, yeah. I mean, every month, too. I mean, they were awesome to go to. Basically, like, it was every Thursday. And it, it just made it made something to look forward to. Well, was it and every other week or was it down. once a month? I don't remember. It was once a month. It was it was once a month. I think it was the second to last Thursday of the month. And I mean, it was something to look forward to because it was a good meet. I mean, there wasn't there wasn't too much BS, and there was always nice cars that showed up. That I mean, was the one that you got the Lambos, and you got you got some high end stuff that would show up to those meets. It was really yeah. actually pretty impressive, to be honest with you. But you had the whole range of stuff too. You just you know you had the high end stuff, and then you had. People like me pulling in in their $1,200 Dodge and, you know, just parking it next to it and popping the hood. Yeah, I, I never had a bad time at them. And I really enjoyed it whenever they were by Dave and Buster's, too. Because yeah. wasn't there – what was there to eat there? Wasn't there a, a restaurant right there? Oh, by Dave and Buster's. There was all that stuff behind it. There was, like, that whole – whole walkway i can't remember I, I remember i'd go and i'd go eat whenever uh, i was there but it was nice because you could go in and you could like eat and then you could come back out and enjoy the car show and i mean there was a lot of people there that was a, that was yeah. a good that was a good meet and like they were the juggernaut and look at them now you know i mean i'm not saying like i'm not talking bad about them because quite honestly out of all the car groups that i've seen they're probably the best and I'm just saying, like, if they weren't able to really survive, like, I don't do car shows at all anymore because, one, they're a lot of work, and, two, it's just not worth it because you just have just such inconsistent turnouts, and it's just a big headache. Oh, yeah. Not only that, but venue. Venue's always a struggle. Like, our venue, he uh, – guy used to let us throw our meats – uh, he sold the business, so we don't even have a venue anymore. So that's that's a pain in and of itself. Yeah, it's actually getting tore down as we speak. Yep. So we don't even have a we don't even have a regular venue anymore. So I, I just don't think it's I. You know what? I had fun with it. I said I was going to do it. I did it, 
And now I'm just going to focus on, on the racing aspect of it, you know, and I'll just go to meets. Cause whenever you throw a car show, you can't have fun at your car show. If you do it right, in my opinion, cause it's a lot of work, you know, yeah. dude, I would just park cars for like two hours. You know, I would delegate, I'd have two guys parking and I would delegate parking for like at least two hours. And then after that you'd fill in. And I mean, we had so many cars there that like, I was, it was like a Tetris puzzle. <laughs> it really was, man. Yeah. Yeah. That was that Vanessa show. That was, that was insane. Well, I, I mean, the biz, uh, the, the biz meets too. Oh, yeah, whenever I first, too, yeah. whenever I, we first started doing them and they were actually pretty big, we were stacking cars and they were like, um, like, like a Tetris puzzle. And then yeah. you're there, you close the parking lot off and you have to send people up to the upper parking lot and stuff. I mean, uh, and then you got to, you know, not that we ever really had problems, but you're constantly moving around and, you know, I never Make really sure got to no really problems. enjoy, really, really enjoy one of my own car shows just because it's, it's so much work. The Manessa one was, was way more work than any of the other ones. And that was the last one I did. And the bit, the biz meets were like one quarter of the work that thing was, but even the biz meets, I mean, I got to walk around a little bit, but it wasn't like just showing up and just chilling. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's really changed. It's really, really changed over the years. And I don't, I'll be honest. I don't think it's ever going to go back to the way it was. And I think it's just a generational thing. I don't think that we can have nice things to be honest with you. <laughs> we just ruin everything. I'm telling you, man, it's just, you know, they, they used to have the the PCS meets at Advanced Auto Parts at one time, didn't they? I don't remember that. That's way before my time. That's whenever I used to have a Charger. I, I had a oh, – that was the 09 Charger, man. That, that was probably back in like 2014, I bet. Uh, they used to have them at Advanced Auto Parts. I'm pretty sure that was PCS. And uh, those were nice. It's just it's, the more time went on, <clears throat> immaturity and like, like – like if you're showing up to a car show – and you're showing up hammered or you're being obnoxious. You're not really a car guy. You're just a jerk that wandered into a car show in my opinion. So, I mean, I don't know that that was like, it just seemed like as time went on, just the whole crowd began to change. And I mean, you know, people grow up, have kids, get married. They're not going to car meets as much, you know? So I understand that you're not getting those, people that you used to see at the car shows just because life gets in the way. You know what I mean? I mean, dude, how long has it been since I've raced my car? What, two years? At least. Yeah. Yeah, It's been two years because between, you know, uh, the one year I just, you know, I, I ended up, I joined the Navy. My whole summer was gone. I left in what July. Yeah. You didn't come back until the next year. Yeah. I was gone until February the next year. Corona. Anyway, so I was gone, <laughs> and then you know, and then I had a, then I had you know, to have another kid. But now it's finally I'm getting to the point now where I got some free time, I'm getting the itch, I'm starting to get back into it. And uh, this year is going to be the year, man. Go all kinds yeah, it's going to cool be a year coming if we can. Yeah, as long as the tracks open, <laughs> I, hell or high water, the cars are getting done. Oh yeah. So, well, that's that, that's what you said last year. You, you got to rub that in my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was too busy putting engines in your cars all night. 
just just one. Yeah, that's that's that that's that's enough. <clears throat> that wasn't. I mean, exactly I've only. The, it wasn't even so much your engine was hard to put in your Murata. It's just the manner in which we put it in, and like a, a driveway that like goes downhill in like an open bay garage with like a broken engine hoist that the hydraulics were going out of. <laughs> it was an adventure to say the least. As soon as we got it in and got it bolted, I was like, all right, bye. I'm like, you you hook up the rest. You know what you're doing. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and, and then I didn't even see you for like four months. Was it really that long? It was bad. Like, you just disappeared. I'm like, hey, this en- like, hey, it's running. Hey, look at this. I got and I just like, it. Yeah, there was some stuff going on in my life. So, yeah, I, I, I understand. But, yeah, <laughs> it was it was a it was a while. But um, actually, real quick. Let's talk about something positive before we end this, because I, I figure we got we got a few minutes left. So, Murata went from probably it was probably running like an eighteen second quarter mile to you dialed in what a fourteen seven. Yeah, fourteen seven. So at... You dialed in a fourteen seven with a bad stumble off the line. So there's a ton of time to be made up as soon as we work that bug out. So you're you're probably talking like low fourteens, high thirteens. And I mean, we haven't tuned the car at all. We like slammed a uh, 98 Jeep Cherokee 318 in it and threw a bunch of parts on it and ran it. Yeah. And and hit 14.7. So you're running about the same thing as a Fox body Mustang. Which I mean, it isn't terrible. No, that's yeah. not bad at all. Dude, your car cruises so nice. And it does. It moves. It, it does. I think you're you're losing it off the line. So you're you're gonna end up running faster once we get. I mean, it, your your car almost stalls while launching it sometimes. Yeah. So <clears throat> once we sort out the carburetor issue, I'm I'm sure that it's gonna be a world of difference. Um, and then you had an issue today that you were losing oil pressure and stuff. We figured out that it was a uh, it was a uh, filter collapsing oil filter. And it was a Mopar filter, so, I mean, that really does show that you have to buy a good oil filter in order, you know, because <laughs> stuff like that will happen. Yeah, literally. I mean, it was a nightmare problem. I mean, it happened to me. I was heading to the racetrack, oh, what was that? Probably September, October of last year. And I, yeah, I was heading to the racetrack, and I just whomped on it on Route 66, or I guess Turnpike 66, whatever you want to call it, heading towards 22. Lost all oil pressure, turned around, went home. Car sat since. I haven't. I drove it once a couple months ago. I'm like, okay, the oil pressure is fine cruising around. But as soon as you would, you know, high RPMs, I mean, it would just, you would have 60 pounds of oil pressure, and then you would just watch it straight nosedive on the gauge yeah it was it was collapsing the the paper part of the filter internally because we cut the oil filter apart now the good news is there was not a single glimmer of metal in that filter like not nothing there was nothing and then your engine whenever it's running man it sounds like a sewing machine like it just it's quiet it's quiet man it sounds great so i'm really looking forward to dialing some time out of that car this year and seeing what we could do with it um, oh yeah, I'm gonna get the dart back out. I never got a clean pass with that new carburetor. I I went from a 850 to a 1050, and uh, my fastest pass with the 850 was uh, 1120. So I'm I'm almost positive I'm in the tens because 
I broke my rear end and I burned all the way into second gear and I ran the same mile per hour. So I know I picked up a lot on top end. Yeah, so you was, ran same mile an hour. We used to ran a twelve something. No, I ran eleven. Was, I ran eleven. I ran eleven ninety. Was it? I I dude, I burned first. Yeah, and then like three quarters of the way through second gear, and uh, finally hooked up in second gear. And I mean, it, it burned so bad there was tire smoke. So. <laughs> And I still ran the same mile per hour. So looking forward to that. I'm gonna get the Daytona. We measured it today with a with a uh, a foam block. Uh, and it looks like I'm gonna probably go with a big block. So we're we're gonna be looking for hopefully somewhere in the 650 horsepower range with that car weighing in about I'm gonna estimate about 2,400 pounds, 2,300 pounds. So that thing should scoot. And if that doesn't do a wheelie, I don't know what will. So we got a lot of stuff coming your way, and I guess you know Roger's going to run, run, blow up another charger. Yeah, I'll run my my challenger against it. That'll be fun. Yeah, we could go to Keystone racing one day. Hey, I do have launch control though, so launch control and an automatic. Yeah, you're deaf. I would imagine that you would win, but well, oh, we'll see. Whatever. So yeah, it'll be fun. That's why the car scene sucks, guys, because people don't know how to keep their keep themselves mature and they don't know how to not cause drama between car groups like a bunch of little girls so yeah there's that so if you agree with us leave us a comment if you don't agree with us leave us i don't care but leave us a comment (laughs) (laughs) do you think that the car scene is going to come back i kind of doubt it this is this podcast here is probably a little more tailored to people that live around the area um but yeah let us know drop us a line and um, you can like us on on Anchor. This this podcast is going to be going out on Anchor, which is kind of like what we record it from. But Anchor distributes it to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and about a dozen, if not more, other platforms to um, listen to it on. So uh, pick your favorite, and you can subscribe to it, and then just pick up new episodes. Uh, we're going to make a Facebook page for. Actually, you know what? We're not. We're just going to. These just podcasts, use our Facebook we're just, page. Yeah, exactly. We're just going to use County Line Racing's Facebook page. So you can catch it on there. And uh, we'll just, every time we do an episode, we're just going to throw it up on County Line Racing for your viewing pleasure. Well, your listening pleasure. So Nothing much to view here. No, not really. Unless you're watching the time tick away on you. Um, all right. Well, that's pretty much it for this one. You can catch us next time. Roger, you got anything to say before we close it up? No, not really. I mean, I I feel like we covered, you know, basically a good intro and, you know, that should do it. All right, man. Well, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys uh, (laughs) tune back more. We're going to be covering more stuff with racing. Um, You know, I'm thinking about starting to, you know, maybe we'll talk about um, JDM cars or something like that on the next podcast, maybe junkyard stuff. Um, I, I plan on talking about more than just Mopar stuff. I want to talk about like everything. Cause there, there are a lot of things that interest me or just different types of racing. Like I'm going to build like a really budget oriented track car, um, out of an 84 Plymouth Turismo go figure it's a Mopar, but uh, I found a super rare B and M supercharger for it. So that's going to be a super neat car. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, but you said budget-oriented. I, mean, I don't think that's supercharger. Yeah, but the, the supercharger was the most expensive part of the entire build. 
And it's going to give me like a literally like almost a hundred percent increase in power. It's supercharged. It absolutely more than is. But you know what? That's not the point. <laughs> even at that, even at that, with it being worth the supercharger being worth eight hundred dollars, it's the resale value. It never goes down. That supercharger will be worth the same True. for forever, if not more. The other thing is, is I'm taking like a 100 horsepower motor and I'm turning it into like almost like a 200 horsepower motor. And if anybody knows anything about a Turismo, they only weighed in at 2,400 pounds fully dressed from the factory. So once I strip it down, you're probably looking at like maybe a 2,100 pound car. 200 horsepower goes a long way in, in a 2,100 pound car. Maybe, maybe even less. It might, oh, weigh, it might weigh under 2,000 pounds. I don't know. I won't know until I get on the scale. So... Yeah, we got that. We got autocross coming, if coronavirus ever goes away, that is. And we got um, some drag racing. So, <coughs> speaking of corona, I keep coughing. So, uh, just pretty much check back with us, guys. I mean, we can do this remotely, so I don't see why we can't do this once or twice a week, Roger, honestly. We should be able to. I'm down. This All is right, awesome. guys. So, a lot of fun. You heard it from sure. us first. Pittsburgh car scene is dead. Uh, <laughs> tune back, tune back for more episodes, and uh, I guess Ouch. we'll catch you later. See you guys.